0: Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles.
1: Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree at Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's gonna be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles.
2: Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite On Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles. It's great to be back in studio with Ron Hobbs, director of the Angler Chronicles Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron, and great job last week. Hi. How you doing? (laughs) In studio, believe it or not, folks, Mia is here, Mr. Tony Williams with Bite On Fishing. Good morning, Tony.
3: Good morning, Sergio. Good two, morning, everyone. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks I think in, it's in a row, two,
2: yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. It might be earthquake season. <laughs> okay, and um, we're trying to get uh, Steve Carson. I think we've got Steve Carson on the line, the director of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve.
4: You have to try just a little bit harder, but yes, you did get me on the line. Yes. Good morning, Sergio,
2: and Good. welcome back. Oh, yeah, listen, it's great to be back. It's uh, in studio, Southern California. I'm missing all the exciting fishing. I mean, you know, uh, Ron went out this week, saw a lot of fish the last couple of weeks, and I, I've had to miss it. But anyway, before uh, anything else here, let me introduce. we got the earthworm. I think we got the earthworm uh Oh, he's on the line. I don't know if he's activated yet. Peeking his head up. Yeah, Andrew Mack. So yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, we've lost Steve. Is he on location. Okay, um, Andrew, are you location? Andrew Mack, Earthworm. Uh, no, I'm at home. Good morning. No, he he's six feet under at home. <laughs> he's on in. location at his house. In that mm-hmm. that moist muddy soil. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. So what's going on there, uh, Andrew me Oh
0: man, you know it's just the start of trout season. Nothing big. Yeah, right. Okay, but I I,
2: I just want to find out something here since I got both you and Tony. Um, Uh Did you guys get in cahoots here? Because it's Andrew Mac Bates. When what what? Don't you have Mac Bates?
3: I have uh, Macro Bait. (laughs) Mac Bates. Bates. Is, Is
2: it called Mac Bates?
3: It's Mac yeah.
2: Bates. Okay, so it's An- spelled
3: M-A-C-K-E-R-E-L. Mac Bates. Ooh, Andrew Mac Bates. I like it. Okay, all right. <laughs> Cut in many pieces. Many pieces. All right.
2: <laughs> I guess you, you never thought about that, Ron, huh? No, I never have. Andrew I, I Mac that. I think I think they're in cahoots. Mm-hmm. I mean, there goes your sales team. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so earthworm. I know you've got some uh, intelligence to provide for us because, I mean, you're underground and you get to sense what all the fish vibrations are going on here in the local lake. So let me That's have enough. it. Let me have it.
0: All right. So, again, we're going to start at Lake Cuyamucca. Lake Kayamucca was the first lake to stock a decent amount of trout in Southern California. They stocked 5,000 pounds of rainbow trout wow. on Thursday, Mount Lassen. And why did they do that? They have a kids derby today. I talked to the lady at the office the other day. She said they expect anywhere from 500 to 700 kids uh, that show up to do their kids derby. Uh, they start fishing at 6 a.m., uh, and they go all the way till about 1 o'clock. They do the weigh-in. They do uh, a lot of raffle prizes. So it's a great event for kids. I know I've been getting a lot of messages from adults that want to fish it, and what I've been telling everybody when they ask, "Hey, can we fish the you know fish that day, but not the derby?" and I said, "You can technically, but what I recommend is you go down to the lake, you leave your rods in the truck, and you go volunteer, help these kids catch a fish, you know, wait till one o'clock, and then go grab your stuff and go in." That's the whole point of this uh this event here uh down there at lake cayamaca it's really cool to see trout finally go in the lake i know it's been warm lately but they had a a little bit cooler weather this week which kind of helped um and they were able to stock the fish and hopefully we start seeing a lot of pictures of trout come now until uh till the end of the year um from there another lake that reported uh uh, they're going to start stocking trout is lake gregory Lake Gregory is going to stock trout starting next Thursday, uh, 3,000 pounds um, of rainbows. And then also the, the uh, October 20th, uh, Thursday, or October 20th is also Thursday. So they posted two dates that they're going to be stocking 3,000 pounds. So it's getting started. It's time to stock up on your bite on. If you haven't already done that, uh, stock up on your hookup bait, your jigs, Get in there early. I was just, you know, over at, at one of the, the big sh- tackle shops, I'll say, uh, by me, and everybody has all their trout gear in there. Everyone's full of line, full of hooks, all of the lures all over the place, all the power baits. Everybody's stocked it right now because it's still that right in the beginning when nobody's done that huge shopping spree yet. So definitely go through all your trout gear. Um, get everything ready because the season is here. And then uh, next weekend, uh, Big Bear Lake, they will oh, actually next week they'll have a stock as well. I don't know the exact day. Usually they do it on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, but they'll be stocking for uh, Big Bear Trout Fest, which is October first and second next weekend. And they have, they're giving away a boat. Uh, they have a, a, a three thousand dollars in cash that they're guaranteed to give away on the prize wheel. Um, and this is a derby put on by Western Outdoor News and Big Bear Lakes. Um, so it's going to be an awesome event next week. Um, it's, I mean, man, <laughs> hope you guys are ready for this freshwater. I know the saltwater has been great, but it's time to get in the freshwater here. Now, from there, uh, Santa Ana River Lakes, uh, they're still stocking catfish. Uh, for Santa Ana, the water is still a little bit warm. Um, they're going to uh, most likely start stocking trout, again, probably the first or second week of November. Uh, but right now they're still stocking the big catfish. Uh, they just had a full truckload. Um, again, every week there's guys getting double-digit catfish. They're getting good pictures of them, but the most important thing is that they're releasing them. So these catfish continue mm-hmm. to swim in the lake. And how they're getting them typically is Carolina rig style with either the Mac bait. <laughs> dipped in Cajun
5: mm-hmm.
0: or they're using night crawlers dipped in the Cajun and uh, uh, same thing, they're casting out if you're going to fish Friday, the day after the stock, there's no reason to throw out 300 feet out there with a 2 pound weight, throw try 20 feet out, these catfish, they follow pretty much the same pattern as a trout when you first stock them, they're going to hang out in the shallow water and then as the days go on throughout the week, they go deeper and deeper and deeper So typically you're going to fish a Friday, fish that 24-hour Friday night, throw 20, 30 feet out at most. If you're not getting bit, go 10 feet more, and eventually you'll find that path that they're swimming by and you'll catch them. Now from there, mountain lakes, uh, they've been stocking every week throughout the entire uh, catfish season, 500 pounds in each lake. And what seems like is happening lately is that those fish, they're putting in better quality fish, because I was reading uh, one post yesterday where a guy had a limit of five. Nothing was under three pounds. And for mountain lakes, I mean, that's great, you know, the catch-fix like that. And then, uh, um, and then from there, they'll probably start – they usually start uh, stocking trout the last week in October uh, till that first week in November. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely going to be coming. Then you have uh, your San Bernardino County lakes. Made up of Guasti, Glen Helen, Ukaipa, Mojave Narrows, and Parado. Uh, they uh, they actually are done stocking catfish, but guys are still catching, still catching fish. A few limits a week I'm seeing from different anglers uh, that kind of know the lakes. Uh, what they're doing is they're targeting the shady spots again. Um, you know, if there's a dock out there, if there's some trees, anything, any kind of shady spot, that's where those catfish are hanging out. And that's again, that's where they're catching the, you know, casting their cut baits. Their mac bites, they anything dipped in the Cajun sauce, um, you know, and, and so on and so forth. Um, from there, you have a, a, a Hesperia Lake. Now, Hesperia Lake, they've been doing something a little bit different. They've been putting in anywhere from 1,000 to 1,500 pounds of catfish every two weeks. But what they've also been including is very good-sized tilapia in with their stocks. Uh, typically, it's about 500 pounds of tilapia. I know a couple weeks ago... They had uh, 250 pounds of tilapia, but they were all four pounds and above, like four to six pounds, and those are big tilapia they're throwing in. So the bite up there at Asperia, same style for catfish, cut baits, you know, soaking, uh, attractants, either blood or they're doing uh, uh, like the Cajun, anything like that is, uh, <clears throat> is catching fish. Um, now from there, if people are looking for trout, like I said, there's a couple lakes stocking, um, but if you want to go up a little bit north, the uh, the Sierras have been doing very well. The BFFE Foundation have been stocking uh, in the Mammoth area and the Bridgeport area. So typically they stock, you know, Virginia Lakes or stocking Bridgeport Reservoir, Upper and Lower Twin. And they're getting big trout out of there. I've seen anywhere from four to eight pounders uh, every week, and they're usually tagged. So what they're doing is they're taking up to that Ken's Bait Shop up there. They get their picture taken. And then they get logged in. They have a, what they call as a BFFE derby, and it's basically: if you catch a tag fish, they write down the number, take a picture of it, and then you're in a drawing for 750 bucks. Uh, when they have their BFFE, you know, end of the year events, um, and they also do raffle prizes and stuff like that. But if you come down just a little bit south from there, you have a uh, um, uh, lake. Uh, um, what is it? like? can I think of the name? Uh, lake. Uh, uh, I'm having a blank right now. Tony, you know convict, not a convict. Uh, okay, con-
6: not Crawley.
0: Um, so, yeah, Crawley Lake. Sorry. So yeah. Yeah. So what they're what they're getting right now at Crawley Lake, the trout bite's insane. They're getting great trout out there, but what they're seeing really well of is the perch. They have good sized perch in that lake. Um, you know, they're about a pound to two pounds, um, and they're, they're catching a bunch of them. Once, once they get a good school, they're throwing the little mini-jigs, uh, usually guys on the kayaks or you know the, the smaller boats. They're, they're, they they're have the good electronics. They're finding these, and then they're finding them also by rocks or any kind of like big structure that's out there, and they're getting a lot of perch. So it's, it's been great fishing up there at the Sierras.
2: All right. Well, let's, let's go ahead and bring it over to Lake Elsinore. Tell me what's going on uh, as far as the lake. Tony, um, the city itself, what's going on?
3: Well, with the lake, they're still testing the waters to make mm-hmm. sure that everything is, you know, going to be um, uh, leveled out. Uh, and right, as of right now, the the lake is still closed for uh, recreational boating or fishing. So we should keep in touch, and we'll keep everybody up to date. Over However,
2: the there's a big meeting. Okay, uh, October 15th, we're That's doing right. mariachi night, okay? I know uh, we're all gonna be out there, I guess we're gonna be up, uh, you know, they have some VIP tables, but we wanna invite the everybody to come out, it's a great night, we did it last year, and uh, we actually formed a conga line to mariachi music. Okay, can you imagine that? That, that, that was our invention. And the mistake was yep. they gave us a bottle of tequila that we uh, we kind of killed. And then uh, <laughs> we got a second bottle of tequila and we killed that one too. So that created the conga line. Okay, but it was it was care of tequila, which is tequila's Mexican base, so it goes to the mariachi and it all worked out. Okay, so um, Andrew, you were there. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. And let's not
0: forget we actually had the, the sitting mayor uh-huh. <laughs> who is now the mayor now in the conga line. And they were having a great time. I I couldn't believe how many people were in the stands, sitting mm-hmm. there dancing and everything. Everyone's having a great time over there. Um, Jonathan and, and uh, you know Jonathan, he was he put on a great event there, at, and the other people at Lake Elsinore. It was it. I've never been to a mariachi fest, but I'm definitely going to come to the next
2: one again. Yeah, yeah. It so was it, a lot of- it, so everybody listen. It's October fifteenth at the. Um, um, Storm Stadium. That's right. Okay? And it's just awesome. And uh, we can go visit Tony. You're no longer under the 15 overpass. You know, you literally have a house. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, I'm so growing, proud of you. Growing. Thank so, you. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah,
3: this year's Mariachi Fest is going to be, I think, even bigger than last year, surprisingly. I mean, they've got some headline headliners. And, uh, you know, if we can get... Now, we did look up the world's largest conga line. Uh-huh. We did not find anything under a mariachi fest conga line. However, the largest one in the world was 129,000 people. That's nothing. It's Ooh. dropping the bucket. So if we can get, you know, a couple hundred or a couple thousand people to do a conga. A couple thousand. At we a mariachi.
2: 120,000. We need 140,000 people. We're going to be led by none other than, and we're very lucky. I want to announce this. We're very lucky today to have the Me. star... The star guy here at Angel Stadium, Mr. Howard Drescher. Thank you so much for he, he's in in studio handling I the board. Howard. Wow, we oh, love Howard. I like he I like to give Howard a hard time, but he, he he's a good man. He's a good man. So thank you, Howard, for being here today. Okay, so Howard, we got to get you out there. We're going to have to you got to come out to Lake Elsinore, October fifteenth. It's about six p.m. It's around that time. Uh, Tony, you verify that, and I'm I'm gonna show up early. Right, I'm gonna show up around lunch, We're but go have lunch at uh, either Vincenzo's. You know, they have nice Italian. They have their lasagna is crazy. Okay, and, well, and then we'll go we'll go nice and easy. Head over to. Uh, the
3: stadium,
6: yeah. Well, we should go up the day before because they have Trunk or Treat as well. That's right.
2: That's right. Trunk or Treat. Trunk the night or before. Treat. So.
3: Trunk or Treat. And that's the, kids, that's the kind of kids' event where all the kids get to go on Main Street mm-hmm. and pick out, you know, they're going to be dressed up in their Halloween outfits and it's going to be fun giving away candy. And then following that, we have the State of the City coming up. And that's going to be on Main Street as well. So that's going to be a huge event.
2: Yeah, I think so. So, um, all good. Uh, really looking forward to uh, the fifteenth. I'm going to be in town, and we're going to be. I'll be going back and forth to Sacramento, but I'll, I'll be here on the fifteenth. We'll get that done. Be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Okay, I think we're getting close to going to break. Andrew, thank you so much for that uh, earthworm report. And let me just say, leave you with this: When asked if my cup is half full or half empty, Tony, my only response is this: I'm just thankful I have a cup. This is Angel, Angels Radio, AM 830, KLA. We'll be right back. Radio AM
5: 830.
1: The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching. Located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at DanaWharf.com. Daily Adventures, Lifelong Memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter.
2: Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AM830K, LAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and um, I've got in the studio Ron and Tony. Mia is actually here. And on the line, we got none other than Mr. Steve Carson and Andrew Mack, the resident earthworm. Complete bands together. Almost, almost. We're missing Ben. Okay, we'll have Ben next week. Okay, so um, having said that... um, there's good fishing already starting as far as trout, but there's something else coming up here, uh, Tony, and that is lobster that's season. That's right, Serge. We got wait, wait, lobster. Hold on a second. Andrew, are you done or did you need to say something else?
0: I, I have one more lake. October 1st, there's a opener coming, uh-huh. and I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but it has giant trout, and that's
2: Pyramid Lake in Nevada. Oh, it's yeah, well, Pyramid. Yeah. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, so
2: all right. Good, good. All right.
3: Uh, what, what, October's what, full of stuff. I mean, the calendar's you know, what getting what booked up. What a up.
2: terrible interruption. That's why he's six feet under. Totem pole <laughs> sits on dirt. You're six feet under. That's why you're the earthworm. You're the resident earthworm. Okay, but, okay, so pyramid. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, there's been, there's some big fish at pyramid. Okay. we had got to do that. a road trip up there. And sit, it. and sit on a ladder? Yeah.
3: April. Well,
2: you, well, know, you know, I, I'd rather sit on the center console, you know, but but that's just, but we'll, we'll, figure, we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll go. They got to
3: okay. do an extra step for, uh, th- there's a couple extra steps for you out there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So, so let's move forward. Let us move forward, my dear uh, earthworm. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> then we go over to uh, Mia. Hey, uh, let us. Hia. Uh, tell me about something that's happening here starting next week, actually
3: something that's happening through the state of California. We have our California spiny t- Spiny lobster season starting. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's officially opening October 2nd, 6 a.m. Uh, that's a Saturday. You can't put your bait in the water. You can't do anything until at least 6 a.m. And that'll go through the uh, March, I think it's March 15th this year. And that's
2: October 1st, right? That'll
3: be October 2nd. October 2nd. Yep, October 2nd. So, if you're out there on the 1st, you're missing all the all the good fishing derbies. <laughs> uh, October 2nd, you're, you're gonna be there. and. And uh, you know one one of the great things about the opener, it gets really busy. We get a lot of calls, a lot of emails on on what baits to use, what setups, you know. And ultimately, if it, you got to have a couple key things, which is your lobster card, it costs you ten bucks. I think ten dollars and fifty cents this year for a lobster card. Mm-hmm. That lobster card is crucial to having a good time because without that and your fishing license, you're you could get a big fine. And so you want to make sure to have that. And uh, when you go out, have a couple multiple pins. People always ask me, what's the number one thing that you bring out uh, besides hoop nets and bait and, you know, everything, all the gear, is make sure that you have pens so that you can write down your locations. And as you're catching those lobsters, bring in them. If you're changing locations, you want to make sure to write down those lobster um, one big question that we always get every year is how many lobsters can you have in your possession, which is seven, still seven. And uh, there's a lot of... But let's clarify
2: that what that means, okay? Seven lobsters in your possession. That means if you have four lobsters in your refrigerator, right? you can only get three more, okay? Seven total. And I know a lot of people go... Catch all their lobsters during the season, and then they like to freeze them.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: here's the problem, and I mean the odds of fishing game showing up to your house are not that high, but they could. Okay, the one time they <laughs> do, and you have <laughs> so,
3: one extra over.
2: I, I think it's quite it's quite a quite a charge. It's
3: very hefty fine. It's in the hundreds of dollars. Okay, so maybe even close to a thousand dollars for first So all
2: my friends who uh, go out there and, and ten they, years in jail. And they keep putting limits every night. Okay, so they go. Well, they eat them. But well, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Let, me, let me let me just share something with you. Okay, mm-hmm. um, there's a, a certain after a certain age group. Let's just say, 45, 50. You know, cholesterol is a big deal, right? So, um, they go out every single night and get seven. So you're telling me that every day they eat seven lobsters? If they eat seven lobster after a week. They're having a major coronary issue. And let me tell you. you got to
3: switch it up between lobster and, and fish. You switch it up a little bit. But if
2: they're catching seven a night, okay? Allegedly. It, allegedly. But no, but they, they post it on social media. I guess I'm uh-huh. saying is uh be a little smarter and don't post every single night and say, look what I did tonight, limits. The next day, look what I did tonight, limits. If I can see it, Soaking fish and wildlife, you know. Just, just... I, I,
3: and the I idea. I would be
0: gladly happy to go pick up any of these lobsters that they don't have
2: and and eat a few if they need some help. So, well, let me, me ask Steve up. Carson. Carson, can you can give them away? You just can't sell them, right?
4: That is correct. You can, in fact, you cannot trade them yeah. for. Uh, you know, I mean, you can't even trade for somebody to mow your lawn. You can just go here. You go. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday and uh, that's okay,
2: that's allowed. Okay, now if you happen to find, Andrew, somebody that's willing to do that, please let me know. (laughs) Because usually nobody shares that uh, beautiful take. But anyway, um, yeah, just just be careful when you're out there. That's the other thing. Um, There's Mm -hmm. always a lot of accidents on the first night. Just be careful.
3: Yeah, safety is number one. You want to make sure to have all your gear checked out. Make sure to uh, go through all your lobster your gauges, your hoop nets, your ropes—make sure everything's ready and intact. A lot of times, like right now, I'm getting ready. We're pulling out ten hoops. Um, you know, usually like five per person or ten per boat, and we just want to make sure that the the ropes are are not kinked up. That there's no uh, nothing that's going to stop you from having a smooth pull when you pull that when you pull those hoops up. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that lobster season, it's it's going to be pretty great i mean the rules are in place to make sure that we you know have preservation and that we're not taking too many and of course if you're going out every night and weathering the storm and uh, having a feast every night then hey much to you but seven is the cap and uh, we'll have some more we've actually got a a couple of videos coming out on um, on our bite on fishing Um, page, as well as our YouTube page, and just goes over some of the basics. In fact, I just went to uh, the Turner's. Turner's Outdoors is having the lobster seminars. Uh, Gil Hernandez put that on, and that was in Corona in Lake Forest just last week. So I went out to the Corona one to visit, and uh, great seminars, great information, really hands-on and up-to-date information. It's going to get you the best best catches in lobster. Of course, we talked about bait and bait cages. Promar's got some really nice... uh, uh, hoop nets they've got a couple different sizes so check them out. Some of them are heavier than than others and a little bit bigger so they range from 32 inch to 36 inch I think. And, um, and then, ultimately, you want to have the right bait. You can either cut fresh mackerel, you can make, uh, make bait that way, and then, of course, using the bite-on scented pads or bite-on fishing attractant to kind of supercharge and broadcast your bait scent. Really gets in the cracks, you know, through the, uh, through the ocean there, brings the lobster out to feed, and uh, you should have a really good night.
2: Okay, but uh, the one thing I want to say next uh, Saturday uh, for this um, lobster opener, Please be careful, okay? There's some crazy stuff that's always happened. In fact, uh, Carson, uh, you've got a a crazy story about an opening day, I've got about a minute and a half. Tell it in a minute and a half.
4: Oh, a couple years ago, uh, right in close off of Carlsbad on opening morning, luckily all, because it was opening morning, all the emergency crews were ready, lifeguards were on duty, et cetera, Uh, 13 year old boy, jumped off uh, right, at the, right at the opening bell, jumped off the boat, dove down to get a lobster, got bitten by a great white. Uh, cool. Luckily, again, he was just offshore. Lifeguards were right on it. Life flighted him right to the hospital. He actually turned out just fine, but uh, I think if it hadn't have actually been opening day with all the emergency crews there, might have turned out a little different. So if you're going in the water after the lobsters, <laughs> keep your eyes open.
2: Yeah, I mean, like Tony said, there's a lot of scents being put out there, a lot of oils that does attract those uh, fish that um, that live by it, you know. Um, there's a, It's a good, what I like to do is when you put your hoop nets out there because of the area, it's a great place to try to catch some lobsters. <laughs> I mean, um, excuse me, some halibut. Okay, good halibut fishing inside, especially the harbors, if you. Do you go inside the harbor much, or do you go outside? Yeah,
3: usually inside the breakwall. There's, uh, you know, there's going to be a uh, lot less, um, lot less boat activity, and it's a little bit more calmer. If you go on the outside of the wall, you know, you're gonna you have to watch. One of the things that, and safety wise, just kind of get an idea of where you're at and check your uh, check all your safety gear um, because that's a big deal, especially out in the dark. If you if you you know capsize or anything, you want those guys to find you quick.
2: There you go. Yep. All right. Excellent. Thanks. That's Lobster opening up next weekend. Please be safe. All right, folks. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we will be right back.
6: Angels Radio, AM 830.
2: Ron, these sunglasses are nice.
6: Yes, Sergio, Inferno USA Eyewear. They are great. They were created 8 years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burn? machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind-in-your-face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polar Lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds.
2: Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA, check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com.
8: Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85 foot luxurious sportfisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicle's number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray-wearing fish hold, and spacious accommodations, make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles.
4: The perfect day is my family and I on the boat out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio.
0: AM
5: 830.
2: Welcome back. Like that. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Angela Chronicles. And um, uh, we got the lobster season going on next week. We've got some great freshwater action going. A lot of the trout will begin to be stocked. Catfish as well. But I want to move over now to um, a touchy subject. I'm going to let both Steve Carson and Andrew Mack decide, uh, actually uh, talk about this one. And I'm going to let Steve first introduce... Uh, the topic. And then Andrew's got a lot of details, Steve, so he wants to talk about that as well. So let's start with the new regulations on rockfish. So here they come again, trying to take another piece of our catch. So, Carson, go ahead and present the topic.
4: Well, they're not trying to take another piece. They are uh, big changes in the rockfish regulations. And for people who want to read the fine print... Um, I just uh, posted up a, um, a link there on the Friends of Angler Chronicles Facebook page. Picture of myself with a rockfish just for attention. Uh, but the short version is that uh, the opening day for rockfish is going to be delayed until April 1st. It's been March 1st, so we lost a month. And maybe more significantly, it's going to close, mostly close, on September the 15th. However, both during the regular season and after September 15th, all depths are open. All depths. That means, Sergio, you can fish 1,000 feet deep if you want to. Old uh, school. Old, old school. However, two-hook two rules are still in in, uh, in place, and uh, the sublimits that we've had for a while, like... Uh, Like one quillback, one copper rockfish, four vermilions will remain in place. Mm -hmm. Um, The sheephead limit is dropping to two. Um, And I, I think more significantly, A, even though we'll be able to fish all depths, cow cod are still not legal. But things like black cod, chili peppers, things like that that we really haven't had access to in a long time. Uh, are going to be available again. So it will be very interesting to see how, you know, kind of how the trips uh, uh, adjust to this. Um, uh, I I, I think that in terms of the landing operation, uh, rockfish ending on, uh, you know, uh, that is 300 feet and shallower. The local rockfish are going to end on September 15th, which uh, may affect some of the local half-day boats. Uh, That really, uh, you know, unless there's schools of Dorado swimming north, which you certainly can't depend on, Mm -hmm. they do depend on rockfish for a lot of their business. So uh, I'm not quite sure how that's going to affect them. Uh, Probably not for the best.
2: Right. And that's unfortunately what happens. You know, these rules go into place. I don't believe there's much science uh, here. They think there is, but unless somebody. Shows me they went down a thousand feet, and there's a shortage of fish. You can show me a picture of it. I don't buy it. Okay, um, mm-hmm. they're they're really relying on catches that are being reported from the different boats, uh, but that's that doesn't mean anything. Okay, and in the last five years, where we've had a lot of tuna, uh, people. I mean, the, the boats went after tuna, so they're not reporting rockfish. So they think, oh well, look, they're not reporting the same amount as before. There must be a shortage. No, we're just not fishing for them. I think that's one of the aspects they're not taking into consideration. Okay? But unfortunately, it is what it is. That's who uh, people have elected to uh, put in position. And uh, when they do have these open forums, we need to be there. Because the opposing view is always there. Okay? I'll never forget when they changed the uh, sand bass, calico bass, um, You know, bag limit and size limit. I was there at the meeting and we were voicing, and there was a lady, Friends of the Boccaccio. Check that out Friends of the Boccaccio. And she wanted that limited to only two fish. Remember that, Steve? They went down from whatever you wanted to only two fish. My question was, how how does she know there's a shortage? And one of the things we don't want, I mean, we don't prefer Boccaccio, we prefer reds or vermilion, okay? And, um, it's just the craziness that goes on. It's all about who lobbies the best. So you want to be, you want to be heard, then be heard. Okay, make noise. If not, all these kind of things happen.
4: Okay, Sergio. In a lot of instances, I don't want to be too negative, but hey, what the heck? Why not? Um, the the anti's are. You know why they're always there? Always. You know why? Why? They get paid to be there.
2: That's it. Yep. Yep. Uh,
4: and, and, you know, and here's a bunch of, uh, you know, how how do we say disorganized fishermen uh, uh, may, that may or may not show up. And believe me, the other side is well organized that, and well paid.
6: And that's where I get really upset is the fact that uh, we sit here, complain, moan, do everything about it, but we won't show up and we don't do anything about it. So... We get what we get until we start really getting organized and doing something here. And if you know what, if you're not going to, just sit there and be quiet. Well,
2: there's some organizations that are trying to do something, but you know what? They never achieve anything. That's one thing I I hate. It's a lot of noise, a lot of noise, but not in the right place. And we just don't achieve anything. And and that's like, you know, we need an an NRA type of thing. You know, we need something strong to say, hey, we're here. Because they're affecting... All the boats. Th- think about uh, the business side of all the boats from California coast. You, they go what as far as Berkeley. Anything north north of that that you know uh, fishing landing, Steve? North of Berkeley, I don't know any.
4: But Bodega Bay is about as far north, and you, you don't you don't really have um, uh, you know big big uh, population bases and big uh, uh, you know big harbors. There are some some smaller harbors north of Bodega, but Bodega is the furthest north where there's
2: what you would recognize as a party boat. Okay, so you know, but but think of the business thing they do. Okay, all these boats. They take care of of hundreds of thousands of fishermen a year. Okay, all the boats. And, and, And you take away that business. It means local, these fishermen come into the local area. Okay, at the very least, when Ron and I, Ron, you and I always, well, get off a boat. We usually stop for a cup of coffee somewhere or something to eat. And so that that's business that we bring to the area, you know. Um, but they don't see it that way. They, they want to go this total green thing and, you know, the ocean's blue. Leave it alone. It's not green. <laughs> well, sometimes it's green. But anyway, um, yeah, my, my two cents. Um, so what I want to do now is getting in a little bit deeper into that. So we're angry about the new regulations. Uh, there are some things that I like, the fact that it will be deeper, which means this, I don't care if it's only two hooks, if I can use an electric reel, okay? That's a big popular thing now. You,
4: you can use an electric reel, and uh, this is gonna come up more in the future as more electric reels come out on the market with a with a slightly lower price, and they become a little more accepted. And for that matter, people like, say, you, Sergio, trying to fish in those, uh, those newly opened up uh, uh, all depth fisheries, mm-hmm. um, and that's all fine in California. Remember, if you're, you know, on a boat that strays a little south and goes into Mexican waters, uh, in Mexico, only handicapped, disabled, use the word. Yeah, I'm not sure what the PC word is, and I don't know what the Spanish word is. You probably do. Uh, only disabled people can use electric reels in Mexico. And you have to apply ahead of time for that disabled special disabled license to be able to use that electric reel. So mm-hmm. bear that in mind.
2: And the only the other thing I'd like to know is, um, uh, you know, you can say any depth, okay? But there's some areas that are closed. I mean, I mean, that are deeper. Mm-hmm. We still can't go there, right?
4: Well, yeah, and that's why I posted the link. There's some. Uh, Somewhat convoluted rules to do with the uh, with the Cal-Cod exclusion zone uh, mm-hmm. or the cow-cod conservation area. Uh, you know, read the details for yourself. You sort of, kind of can fish there, and you sort of, kind of can't. So, uh, again, read the details. I'm not a Philadelphia lawyer. <laughs>
2: all right, all right. Well, that, shifting over to that. I mean, I've got my minute and a half, so I don't want to start Andrew with all the details. We'll start that on the second um in this next segment okay and you can have plenty of time i just love the fact that uh, danny jackson's got a uh an electric reel that i will borrow on a regular basis i know he's listening cuz he's got to come wait
4: up in wait a minute are you kidding me sergio you buy your own reel
2: yeah it's so much, <laughs> it's so much easier to borrow danny's <laughs> 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 you know it's already mounted up on a uh fishing syndicate rod, and it's ready to roll.
3: That's why I like going fishing with you guys, because you're always prepared. I just walk on.
2: <laughs> Story of Tony's life. He just walks on. <laughs> well, in the meantime, I do want to do something here. I want to give a shout-out to a bunch of people that are listening, okay, and uh, who, during the week, has sent me a lot of great um, messages. So, hey, once hey, a... Hello or good morning to Barry, to Patrick, to Julian, to obviously Jonathan. Uh, Let's see, Paul. I'm scrolling. uh, David. Uh, Of course, Cliff, friend. We love Cliff. Okay. And the many others that uh, Rodney. Okay. Everybody who wishes a good morning, we, we, we thank you. Okay. We appreciate you. And we love Talking to you, okay. When we come back, we will talk about a little deeper about these regulations with Andrew, our resident earthworm, and he's gone deep. And you know he's gone deep because he's an earthworm. Okay, this is Angels Radio, AM eight thirty KLA. Angler Chronicles with Brett Back. Angels Radio, AM
8: eight thirty.
0: Angels Radio. AM
7: 830.
2: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. My name is Sergio. I'm in the studio with Ron and Tony, and we also have Andrew and Steve Carson. Uh, However, Andrew, I know I wanted to give you the segment, but we've got a caller in. I want to definitely get in here, and that is Steve Phelps from Long Beach Sport Fishing. I want to say good morning, Steve.
4: Hey, good morning, guys. How's everyone doing?
2: Everybody's doing really good. I just can't believe we got Mia here two weeks in a row. That's so huge.
4: That's amazing.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. It really is. So anyway, talk to me. Talk to me. What's right. going on?
4: All right. Let's start out with the overnight boat, El Dorado. Uh, as most of you guys know, it seems like the, uh, the Dorado Bites kind of tapered off. Doesn't mean they won't come back, but this week they kind of slowed down. But uh, Captain T.J. had a day-and-a-half charter on Monday. They did really, really well. They opted to fish the island. They had 40 big yellowtail, mm-hmm. uh, really, really, really good rock fishing, quality rockfish, uh, and limits of whitefish. It was really good fishing for Captain T.J. Uh, the Eldorado is still uh, departing every night for freelance at 8.30 p.m. And, again, you know, if, if the Dorado are around, uh, more than likely that's what he will be doing. If not, you know, he'll, he'll do something else, fish one of the islands for yellowtail and you know whatever else he can he can put on the put on the deck so uh longbeachsportfishing.com click book online and uh if you have any questions 562-432-8993 and then we will switch over to the victory uh again the local dorado bike kind of kind of tapered off but uh not before captain george on monday had 158 dorado for 40 guys so um yeah it was it was really good fishing and and they're still seeing dorado captain phil had a Few handfuls yesterday. He got a kelp on the way home. Got lucky, but uh, you know, hopefully they come back, guys. But the victory is departing every morning at 6 a.m. Um, if the offshore bite, you know, uh, pops back up, that's what they will be doing. If not, you know, either Catalina or local. So, uh, LongBeachSportfishing.com or give us a
2: call at 562-432-8993. Steve, let me just say this. Um, Ron was fishing on Thursday, and he was in the area between Catalina and Clemente, which is perfect for the El Dorado, okay? And so that's where you can look for the fish. There's no shortage of fish. Ron was saying that, you noticed a, a drop in water temperature, right, Ron? Right. Okay, the, the quality of the water's still good. Unfortunately, the temperature went down. And there's a lot of fish. You actually see the fish, they just don't want to bite. And what's happening now, this is where you got to go to a lighter lines, smaller hooks. Good baits. Ron, why don't you tell them what you were telling me about the baits? That you had to keep the baits fresh.
6: Well, yeah, yeah. If you didn't get bit within 30 seconds, reel it in, in a bait. It was everybody that had a fresh, lively bait, throw it out, and if you, and that bait was really active, you got bit. And it was light line and smaller. I had a number four. Uh-huh. hook and uh, just kept putting on... Uh, and F number four will
2: go through the nose of a... a yeah. yeah, just keep this in mind, guys. Um, it's a number four, not a four zero. Okay? It's a big difference. Um, and I know that the hook seems a little small for the big uh, uh, sardine, but it'll work. Okay? And you got to go have light line. Now, the chances of getting bit off are much higher, huh, Steve? Carson?
4: Exactly, but I should add... Make that number four hook a number four, owner mutu, and uh, you Mewtwo, and Okay, you so you would go.
2: You go mutu for the so One thing I wouldn't do for dorado, but uh, okay, you know, try the mutu. I like the ring fly liners. Run. I like the ring fly liners. The the shank is a little bit uh, bigger. Um, that gives there's, you a there's, chance.
4: There's less metal with, with the J hooks. There's less metal, so mm-hmm. when the fish are being you know, super picky, mm-hmm. and even a, even a little bit of extra metal is, uh, you know, they'll reject it. You are correct. The big thing to remember with Dorado compared to tuna, and we've been fishing tuna for, you know, six or seven years. We're getting kind of used to where they come up to the bait, and they just vacuum it in. The thump you feel is the bait hitting the back of the tuna's throat, mm-hmm. whereas Dorado are more like uh, a dog with a bone. They kind of run around with the, uh, with the bait like crossways in their jaws and if you if you uh swing too early um you're just gonna you know pull the pull the bait right out of their mouth so bear Mm -hmm. that in mind also a dorado will come up eat the bait and sit there and not run at all and you don't even realize he did it right
2: all right well listen i want to say thank you to uh our dear friend mr steve phelps and you thought you'd get away with it but i'm in studio so you know what that means? That means you get your theme song there, bud. Yeah, you like that, VIP? I
4: do. I, I, I have to have that now every week.
2: Yeah, I mean, you are a resident VIP. All right. So anyway, uh, uh, thank you so much, Steve. Give one more time the, um, I, I just love that song in the background. Website. Yeah, but I, I love the song in the back. Oh. All right, go ahead. Website okay. and phone number.
4: All right, longbeachsportfishing.com. Click the book online tab, and if you have any questions, 562-432-8993. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, guys. I I try to make posts daily when things are going on with schedules and fish counts and recommended tackle all that good stuff so everyone have a good day thanks for the time
2: all right thanks steve we'll talk to you later that's steve phelps from long beach sport fishing okay so um that have not been said i've got about five minutes maybe less um earthworm go to it tell me about the rock fishing
0: oh, yeah. so definitely so so what i'm reading here um about the rock fish it's not set in stone then it's proposed there's going to have a meeting uh, middle of October. They're meeting in uh, Lake Tahoe uh, to talk about everything. Gives people a chance to call in, um, you know, and, get in, and you know, let them know their thoughts or even show up in the meeting. But one thing uh, um, that I do want to cover um, the Cowcod conversa- or, or con- Conservation Area. Uh, you're only it's it's you typically around Santa Barbara Island, um, around those areas, and you're allowed to fish. 40 Fathom, which what some people don't know is 240 feet down in those areas. Make sure you're out of the protected line. There is a protected line, so look at the map. Um, But that, again, that's going to go a month later, April to September. And then, um, but another uh, wording that they like to trick people, they have shoreward and seaward. Shoreward means 240 feet shallow Or to the shore, seaward is past it. So, for instance, if you look up at the Southern California Ground uh, Fish Management Area, they have you're allowed to fish, you know, rockfish from April 1st to September 15th or 15th in any depth that's not in those cow cod, you know, areas. But from September 16th through December 31st, you can fish 50 fathoms, which is 300 feet uh, seaward, which means 50, so 300 feet and so on. So we're still, we can still fish rockfish September 16th through December 31st, but it has to be past the 300 feet. Mm-hmm. So that whole area in the wintertime, basically you better bring two pound weights. Again, if you, if you do have electric reels, I recommend that everybody that works at a, uh, a, a tackle store that's listening to this start ordering those reels down and order a bunch of them because they're going to sell out quick. Um, definitely, you want to get the heavier gear. I know a lot of the older the older generation has the old school rockfish stuff with the plates that that sit on the uh, uh, on the rails of the boats. They're going to have to start dusting that stuff off and get everything serviced because it's it's that time um, now. From there. Uh, up north, you have uh, uh, the Central Groundfish uh, Management. They're opening up another month earlier than what they're used to. They, they used to open up uh, April, but now they're opening up May 1st, and then they go to September 30th. So they're actually losing uh, a little bit more time on their season as well, and it continues the same thing, you know, all the way up to Northern California. Mm-hmm. So from there, like how Steve was saying, it's still two-hooks. Uh, per line, on that, and then uh, um, it's basically just kind of goes down, you know, goes down with uh, what that is. Pretty, I mean, it's pretty confusing on the different things that they try to throw in there. But I mean, it's it's you know, and again, I I know I've been saying this for months that once they posted about sheephead, what eight months ago, and they said, oh, we're 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 looking into it. Mm-hmm. Again, that's not set in stone. They're going to talk about it about the sheephead. I limited it from 5 down to 2. All that's still in play, so there's still a chance that it's not going to go through, but again, if it's already written down, just following their their trend, if it's written, it's going to happen. They just have to put a vote and and activate everything and and, you know, make it a law pretty much. So
2: Well, I hope one of the organizations that supposedly represents fishermen are there in Take Tahoe. Okay, Uh, Steve, uh, I got your message. Uh, I think you're right. Nobody knows what all of this means yet. Okay, so Steve, you recommend what?
4: Read it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, speaking of the old-school rock cod gear, bear in mind that all that old-school rock cod gear was in the Dacron line era. That was big 10 6 0s, 10 9 big old heavy broomstick rods, and of course the infamous bicycle handles and rail plates. Mm-hmm. That was in the Dacron line era. In the Super Braid line era, and for you, Sergio, the Gel Spun Polyethylene line era, mm-hmm. or what do you usually call it?
2: Braided, Super Braided line
4: okay just checking (laughs) anyway in that era you don't really need that giant that giant gear anymore um smaller lighter versions of the uh uh, of the rail plates might be kind of a cool thing actually there were there were some lightweight ones available even back in the day but uh even to get down to a thousand feet you're not going to need those giant reels anymore and uh i don't want to say and back in the day we used to use five pound weights all the time three pound weights were small mm-hmm. uh again with the with the thinner super braid lines and also only two hooks um bear in mind that back then we were we were routinely sinking five 10, 15 hooks or more we needed a lot of lead to get down to the to the uh to the deep water so um yeah, it's not quite going to be like it was back in the day. And and remember, only two hooks. So if you're going down 700, 800 feet, um, bear that in mind. And uh, I guarantee you that there's going to be enforcement on that particular regulation. So what, again, you, I, I, right. I, I,
2: so what you do is I you... I, really
4: feel, I feel worse for, again, the local half-day boats and yeah. a lot of the landings... That, that depend,
2: that uh, depend on that. They're
4: fishing right. fairly near shore, and they depend right. on that near shore uh, rockfish, which is uh, you know in in depths less than 300 feet. After September 15th, it's it's going to be gone.
2: All right, but you know what? Let's just hope that uh, our representation gets something done like in Lake Tahoe. I, I do want to tell you this. This is a perfect time to make friends like I have with somebody who has an electric reel. So I'm just saying... I borrow the sheriff's, okay? Uh, I love that the sheriff went into the investment and got it. And we, as long as we don't fish on the same day, run. I can use his. You I, can,
4: I think Danny should just open up a, a rental agency and then rent it Don't give it him
2: out. any ideas, bro. <laughs> so The sheriff is coming up next. He's going to tell us what's going on. And, you know, he had a good Friday, okay? So I'll let him... Uh, tell that story but i mean you know you know think about it i would i would not mind making a drop in a thousand feet like we used to just one even with only two hooks to see what some of those old uh, areas that we used to fish uh, what, what they're holding okay and the size of the fish those things haven't been touched in over 10 years so that's that's something really cool all right well listen everybody hang on tight we're going to take a short break here wow our number one is down in history Okay, so then we'll come back. We'll come back when I'm with none other than the sheriff, uh, and he'll uh, let me borrow his electric reel so I can go a 1,000 feet. What do you think, Tony? It's a good idea. And you go ahead Let's and read it. Let's do it. All right, <laughs> Angels Radio, am 830 L A, LAA. This Chronicles will be right back. All things and what
5: they used to be. Now, so wasted on the
1: Welcome back to hour number two, with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles.
2: Where's my music? There it is. Yeah, I'm back in the studio and I gotta introduce him. Ron, he thinks he's Albert, who, who hit 700 yesterday, right? Got the 700. But you know what? Remember, I like the stripes. So I'm also pulling for uh, that other guy, the Whoa. judge. Okay? But yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. J- anyway uh, but anyways,
6: uh, Danny's well over 700 irons and jigs thrown out there.
2: Yeah. Well, probably, uh, lost more. He probably lost probably more. Probably lost than more than you can remember. Yeah. But anyway, without further ado, the man himself, the man behind the badge. The man behind Angler Chronicles, when you guys watch the, our show, he's the finishing touch. He's the one that says yes or no. He is the CEO of Filmdom, the one, the only, the Jigslinger himself, Mr. Danny Jackson. Good morning. Oh, my
9: goodness. My goodness, Sergio. Well, good morning to you. I'm glad to see you and hear you back in the... In, studio. Uh, live in studio, and let me oh, say, absolutely. Danny, before you go
2: on, I mean, we've got a couple of listeners. Hang on tight, Brad and Ross. Sure, we'll get to them. Okay, Ross has a question about electric reels. I don't know what Brad wants to talk about, but we'll we'll see. And uh, but just hang on tight. We'll come to you. Sure, Danny Jackson. Sure. I'm um, very jealous here because I've not been able to fish in a couple of weeks. Yeah, actually, more than that. Um, I'm going to fish with a vengeance in October. We've got a lot of trips. But I get on social media when I got home yesterday, and I see a picture with three legal halibut. And here's the funny thing. Everybody's fishing Dorado. And I, you have the same mentality as I. Okay, now that you're out of my spots, I can fish in peace. Okay, for all the bass I want and all the all the halibut. Would you uh, mind sharing your story? That's a, That's a good one.
9: Well, as far as the Dorado, um, you know, Steve Phelps mentioned that, you know, I guess they did on Monday. Then we had these strong westerlies Tuesday and Wednesday, and and the local, I'm talking about local. I know um, the boats further to the south are still getting a few, Uh, but locally it made no sense yesterday for us to go uh, where we could go and look for Dorado. We all decided, hey, let's have a fun day on the beach. And, and we really did. We just fished uh, no more than four miles south of the wall, Queens Gate. Uh, Steve Felds mentioned, uh, or I saw him post on Facebook about sculping, get ready for the sculping. We got a limited sculping, nice sculping yesterday. And you know what? We caught them every place we stopped. They were, they were, just, they were just every place. But we got sculping, um, gosh, uh, uh, sand bass, calicos, Uh, whitefish, sheephead. We got everything. But we also made a drift there and and got these nice halibut. And uh, my buddy Carlos hooks up this nice fish. We figured it was a decent, quite decent uh, halibut. He actually uh, iced it down and took it home filet and he weighed it at home. It was 18 pounds. So that's that's a nice...
2: um, Nice chunker. That's
9: a nice halibut. Yeah, it's a nice halibut. So we... We had a good day you know we just stuck locally we uh, the water temperature yeah it had fallen off on the beach at uh, 67 at the wall and just outside the wall but we got about four or five miles south of the fall, the wall is as far out as we went we went into some 71 degree water so you know these Dorado you know they, they could bounce back I don't know what the temperatures are further offshore but You know, there's still time. They they could bounce back. We got good
2: weather coming up. As long uh, as we get the right current, they'll follow the water. You we'll be good. Yeah. I mean, they're they're still around. They're just you know, when they go through a temperature change, that's a problem. They got to adjust. Okay. So once they adjust, they're good to go. All right. So uh, you got you got a good day. We got you got some bass. You got some um, halibut. I mean, that's really cool, Jackson.
9: It was, a, it was a very good day. We had a lot of fish, a lot of fish. It was fun just to, to fish locally, and we kept the gasoline bill down <laughs> and, uh, and still caught a lot of fish, including that big halibut, which was, was thrilled us all. You know, you were talking about the new b- bottom fishing stuff there, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking two hooks at 800 feet. Oh, my gosh. All the more reason for electric wheels. And, yes, Sergio, you can borrow my Tanacom.
2: There you go. Anytime you like. There you of go. Of course.
9: And and uh you know, it doesn't get a whole lot of use, you know. I'm I'm gonna tr- and it may get less if these all these rules uh take place, you know, so uh-huh. anyway, you can use that. But I'm 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 uh, looking forward to uh, using it and getting more rockfish at least this fall and this winter until all this stuff takes place. But anyway, um yeah, it was a good day yesterday. Let's talk about the television show, Sergio. Anglo Chronicles Television, high-definition um, TV. And uh, tomorrow, and then real quick, before I get to tomorrow's, um, you know, you guys were talking about hoop-netting. Tony was, and, and uh, starting, I guess, on the 2nd. Well, what I'm going to do next week is I want to air one of our many uh, hoop-netting episodes. We've got some real good ones, so that'll be coming up but for tomorrow at 8 a.m you'll get one last look of course at the 2022 dream extreme derby from lake elsinore so if you haven't seen that yet you'll get another chance at eight o'clock tomorrow morning then we're going to run uh, at 8:30 our fish for life episode haven't ran that for a while it's, a, it's one of one of our many tally award-winning shows sergio mm-hmm. and uh, jim holden and uh Fish for Life organization aboard the Dana Pride out of Dana uh, Dana War Sports Fishing, and it's uh, just a great trip. It's so nice to see what uh, Jim and and Fish for Life is doing for these special needs kids, and so that that's a very heartwarming episode, um, and and a lot and a lot of action too for the fish. But mainly, it's it's not about the fish, tomorrow It's about the kids.
2: Amen having to that. A
9: great time.
2: Amen yeah, to that. You
9: know. That's what we do. That's what you, you and Ron have started at uh, Anglo Chronicles is looking out for these kids, you know, like your shoe giveaway and things like that. And, well, talk uh, about the shoe giveaway. The we leave
2: on Tuesday. Ron and I are going down to uh, East Cape on Tuesday. We'll do the whole week. We'll give away shoes the following Saturday. And then um, you talk about the kids, um, the Olive Crest. I know that episode is should be, is that on your desk already? The uh, Olive Crest?
9: Uh, yes, I've got Olive Crest.
2: I've got Olive Crest. Yes. Okay, so you know, Olive so. Crest is coming up where we raised uh, yeah. another chunk of money for the foster care kids, and that's here in California, okay? And the shoe giveaway, the Fishers of Men West Coast, has now expanded in the sense that we're raising a lot of money for them, so they're able to do programs locally. Um, there's two, Ron, there's two of them in, in, in Anaheim in, in December, right? yeah that's on the books now yes okay what are the dates for that i do not have we do not have the dates. okay so you know just contact uh fishers of men west coast uh we we go and help out that's total volunteer uh but you can also try to volunteer uh with them go to fishers of men west coast and come up with their information okay so yeah so we're 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 doing it okay uh you've got that one coming i also can let people know that the episode that was filmed the ladies only tournament. Okay, we will be voicing that one. That one will come onto your desk quick. Then you got Bay of La. We went out with Baja Fishing Convoys and Orchid down to uh, Bay of La. That was amazing. In fact, John, you know, when John actually sends me a, a text, which he never does to say, the footage is epic. That's all I got. He never says anything, you know? Yeah. And he, when he says it's epic, and he says the biggest problem he's had is he wanted to do three episodes, Danny. And I said oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Everything in one. Can I do part one, part two? No, you can't. I want everything. I want the story told in thirty in, in thirty minutes. So um, yeah, it's right. that good. And then you've got on top of that, you have Tuna Wars. You've got the Fireman. You've got another Ocean Odyssey coming. And I mean, and and we're going. To film the, the this trip uh, for the shoe giveaway, it just keeps going and going. We'll be filming yeah, aboard yeah. the El Dorado. We have a two and a half day trip. We'll talk about that one because there is some openings coming up. But anyway, Danny, um, we've got you've got both you and John got a full schedule, a lot of work coming up. Yeah, it's a,
9: it's a full slate of, of this outstanding program. I've said this programming, I should say, and uh, you know, I've said this. I'll say this again. I'll say this every week. I will put Anger Chronicles Television up against any what so-called big boys, you know, Nat Geo and Discovery and History and these these uh, big networks. We we've got a product that's right up there with with those guys. It it just it just I'm just glad to be a part, Sergio, and uh, uh, so it, it, it's just nice. It's it's great programming, and so. Tomorrow, Fish for Life, Sergio, Kelly Award winner. I don't know. How many Kellys do we have? Uh, at least 11 that I can see right uh, here. I, so, think,
2: I think more than that. But, I mean, it's, it's all it good. It might
9: be. It might be 13 or 14. But, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> we've got a lot of tellies So that that says something about Angler Chronicles Television right there, Sergio, the number it, of Kelly Awards we've won. So,
2: yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the nice thing is um, – um, we're very thankful, you know, uh, for our fans um, that they watch, that they listen. Uh, we have stuff to say. We have stuff that we want to get done. Uh, Ron and I started this uh, later on in our lifetime, and so it, it was a time where we could give back. And so the whole thing with Angler Chronicles was give back through a sport that we love, which is fishing. So we got no. Tony and Andrew that take care of the freshwater. Don, Ron actually dabbles heavily into into trout. He's always quiet about it, but you know, put Ron up to any of these, two especially the earthworm, and because uh, <laughs> earthworm you can't keep shooting fish, okay, with an arrow. So um, you, got, you actually got to catch him in two pound test, and I, I, just, I took it to salt
0: water this year.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm very thankful for for everybody that listens in and the team that we have put together. It's been really cool, and of course we have got the encyclopedia himself, Mister Steve Carson, and of course you, Danny, the sheriff, coming in, the CEO of Filmdom, as we call it. But I, I came up with that word. I got film dumb. But you like that?
9: Filmed them yeah Filmed them yeah okay. I, I, I like film them yeah, yeah. it it's, it's one of those it's one of those kingdoms with uh, uh in the film industry I guess so uh-huh. film them is good film yeah, them is good.
2: good all right everybody yeah. mr Danny Jackson the sheriff the the man behind the the episode the, the guy that you hear you hear him at the beginning of every show and you hear him at the end of every show I love it I kept that uh, intro because I love hearing your voice uh, Jackson so thank you so much for everything you're doing and we highly appreciate it and I'm pretty sure our fans like it okay I will tell I'm you this sure do, I will tell you this I was in the airport in Sacramento and I was wearing my hat and somebody actually came up and they said hey are you surgery? I go yeah and they go okay hey, we watch your show and I had this I sat there while they told me about episodes it was really cool Oh, cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, I like that episode where you... They they mentioned, Danny, the one with Rhonda up at British Columbia.
9: Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) They mentioned one at Cedros. They mentioned one of the Ocean Odyssey ones. And believe it or not, the Big Bear one. Okay, so it was cool. All right. Danny Jackson, thank you so much, my friend. I will talk to you during the week. Okay, we got to, uh, fish exactly. for life tomorrow. Love it. All right, folks, this is Angels Radio, AM 830, KLA. This is Angler Chronicles. When we come back, we'll talk to Brad, we'll talk to Ross. Angels Radio, AM
8: 830.
7: Details.
0: Angels Radio AM 83.
2: Welcome back, everybody. is Angels Radio AM 30 KLA8. It's Chronicles, and a lot of chuckling going on in there uh, the, Who the is the brightest
3: star in the sky?
2: I don't know who is it. Do you remember? Yes, I do, but I can't say I am. It's oh, Sergio. Yeah. Oh, no, it's Tony. <laughs> Come on, Tony, Tony, Tony.
3: <laughs> Don't you remember? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I, I, I got to say because I mean, the stuff this guy comes up with. Carry Okay, on. okay the stuff he just comes up. Uh, Andrew wants to bring up that today is National Hunting and Fishing Day.
0: Oh,
2: and, yeah. And go ahead and tell about the president. I won't give it away. Go ahead.
0: Every president since Nixon has uh, proclaimed the fourth Saturday in September to be National Hunting and Fishing Day. So that encouraged encourage everybody. Well, I know, I, I know you want to encourage, them you them.
2: encourage everybody, but you realize that Nixon was forced to resign. <laughs> well,
0: oh, well, I'm not with that. The nice I mean, not thing, the ni-
2: but the nice thing, it goes with fishing because it was Watergate. Get it? Ah, oh, pa-dum-pum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, the was, that was
6: before I was born, so. Everything was before you were born, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you was just a larvae in your
2: dad's eye. <laughs> a, a, a little worm. A little worm. Well, you still a little worm. Let's move on. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let, me, let me take our one of our callers here. We've got Ross. He's calling in from San Diego, has a question about electric reels. Good morning, Ross.
0: Hey, good morning, Sergio. Welcome back. That's a good indicator that the family's doing fine.
2: You know what? Um, I thank you because everybody's support in thoughts and prayers, uh, I always say they get heard and um, it's amazing the recovery. I went up there two months ago the first time and I didn't think my dad was going to make it to Christmas. Okay, now it's like he's good to go. Uh, They become very independent with my mom and that's the key. Okay, and yes, it is hard work, but. Like I always say to everybody out there, we have children, raise them right. If you raise them right, like we were raised, then when it's time that our parents need our love and our support, we're there. And they were there for our beginnings, so we need to be there for them. So thank you so much, Ross, for that and mentioning it. Okay? So tell me, you've got some questions about electric reels? actually not a question
5: oh, okay. but
2: i'm 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 back from the day when we used the jack on the nine
0: in fact i still got my pen nine mm-hmm. on my saber gap blank mm-hmm. but we used to jig fish for those rock on in the deeper water the caddy 15s the mm-hmm. caddy torpedo uh the salus tnts and pdqs and it was the same gear we uh, yo-yo fished for rock upper uh, yellowtail mm-hmm. pen four out with a, either a um, a True Line TNT or a Sabre 665H. And, you know, we'd bounce these heavy jigs all winter long um, in the deeper water for the rock cod. Well, when it came time to fish Yellowtail, we used the same gear. We took the Dacron off, put the 60 pound mono on it, the Iser line. Got to get a word in for the old man. He was one of the best. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd go down to San Diego long range fish, and they give us a bad time about, rock, you know, fishing rock cod all winter. Right. Thing is, what we did rock hocking all winter long was develop our muscles to fish the yellowtail. Oh, yeah, I, did, I never boat. thought about it and that we way. Out, we we outfished them to no end.
2: Right, right. You know, because we were in it.
0: so much we were in so much better shape from bouncing these one pound, pound and a half jigs all winter long in 300, 400, 500 feet of
2: water. Well, let me ask Steve a question, uh, Steve, because I really don't know this. I don't remember uh, back in the day rock fishing was there a limit on the number of hooks
0: um no um i th- um, i think at oh. one time the limit was 20 fish uh huh um and um then the limit went down to 15
2: right but now, i, as an I operator,
0: remember as an I, operator i'll tell you we liked the like the numbers cuz um one of the boats uh, you know operated out of paradise cove area we left at 7 mm-hmm. and you know they're pretty close to some of the, some pretty good rock tide grounds and there were days we'd be back at the dock at one o'clock in the afternoon, limited
2: out. Right, but but here's here's the thing, you know, back in the now when I say back in the day, we're looking what the '80s, I think it was. Um, you, yeah, you, '70s, '80s. Yeah. Yeah, we, we'd go out, and I fished all the way to sixteen hundred feet, and you basically made two drops. Okay, you had a five to ten pound weight. Um, Twenty hook ganyons, You send it down. You, every every time you got hit, you knew you just moved your your rod up. You knew you had a fish, and then you brought it up. But it took so much time to come up, go down, and come up, that you basically did only two drops in the day. You had all the fish you want, and you went home. Um, but you had to go some of the places with like cherry banks. Uh, uh, the Tanner. I mean, we we used to go. Uh, you know, back in the day, you could fish the Farnsworth, which you could fish deep in the Farnsworth, and then get into the shallow where the rock with a with a rocky point is, okay, about three twenty to two two hundred to three hundred and ten feet of water there. Uh, there's some great yellowtail action. Some of the local residents, a big yellow. In fact, the biggest yellow uh, in California was is fifty four pounds that came out of the Farnsworth. Okay, back in the day. So you're right, you're right. But see, here's the beauty.
0: Actually, um, well, maybe from there, but you might want to check because the year I worked for John Dipley,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I got a 57 and a half pound yellow inside Santa Monica Bay.
2: Wow, wow, that's awesome. That is really, really awesome. The fish, the fish, the fish came off of a blue shark. Well, we were out <laughs> fishing the short
0: bank. There was three yellowtail on it. Wow. The fish I
2: got was the smallest of the three. Wow. That's, that's, people don't realize that we have some big fish in the area. Okay, so, you know, be prepared, be ready. All right, um, and as far as the electric reel, but think about this. I mean, Ross, you remember back in the day. Can you imagine us? I mean, now? In fact, you
0: know, you know Sergio, um, even in the 60s, I, I mentioned from times when I was running the boat,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but when I worked as a deckhand for McHugh in a Pacific Landing, Ed was fishing Cherry Bank back there, you know, in the, in the late '60s, and we were
2: using probably 20 hooks. Yeah, no, I know I remember so. the big. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, when we had live squid, I mean, it, it took a long time to just put weight. You needed help from one of the deckhands to get your your weight on the water. I mean, it was it was yep, an yep. ordeal. <laughs> it was an ordeal, and then you then there was the weight to get to over a thousand feet. It takes a while, okay, and then once you do catch fish, bringing it up. So, just think of an electric reel now, uh, and super braided lines like Steve says, it's a game changer. Okay, now you go down, yeah, yeah. you get there a little faster with Dacron, you know, with the with the braided lines, can go down a lot faster, and then you can. I mean, you can jig with them. Here's the other thing about those electric reels: you can set them the yo-yo; they'll yo-yo for you. Okay, this is crazy, they're programmed. And I'm going, you know what, yeah. Because then you don't, here's the thing, if it's only two hooks, you bring them up, okay? You can, you know, make sure you can can regulate the speed. The speed is actually faster than you and I can reel if you really wanted to go that fast. You don't want to because rockfish will come off. But, nice steady wind, you just press a button and here it comes, get your two fish, go back down. And it's not a lot of wear and tear. On Ross, you have dated yourself, so I can tell you, our old bodies just can't do that kind of stuff for an awful long time. Okay, we will well, get he'd, tired.
0: you be, be surprised. I'm going to be 69 here shortly, uh-huh. <laughs> and I and I can still do
2: it. <laughs> Ron says you're a baby. So does Steve Carson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, yeah, I can believe with them. I'll, I'll take it, too, believe me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Ross, thanks for calling and we, we we highly appreciate it, okay? So you take care of you. Uh, keep fishing, and hopefully we'll see you out with one of our trips.
0: I hope so, too, sir. Keep up the good work, everybody, down there, and thank you.
2: Appreciate it. All right. Ross from San Diego. What's that, Ross? Is Cherry Bank open? Uh, I don't I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, that's what I said. saying. Steve? Going to say. Uh no. Okay. Yeah, I don't sure. think so. So.
4: And, and and nobody's mentioned. They came really close by mentioning that you know, although he, Ross didn't mention the name of the boat, it was the gentleman from Paradise Cove. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the pursuit ran out of Redondo. Both of them ran to a spot that's also close called Hidden Reef. Yeah.
2: There you go. There you go. Okay. So let's, um, um, <laughs> completely lost here. Uh, anyway, we talk yeah, about being Brad. 69? Yeah, you know, being old, you know, that's it, right? So you can forgetfulness.
0: forget. Hey, hey, real, real quick, uh, a little baseball news of the prior Angels. Uh, Pujols just hit his 700th,
2: 700th. Home run. Were you asleep? I mentioned. Were you
6: asleep? We, mounted, yes. we
2: mentioned that when Danny came on. Okay, see, that's that's, that's okay. That's what you're an Earthworm. Well, he can't, can't, he, you can't you can't hear that well today when you're that far I was going to promote him. I didn't, I didn't even hear Danny on the phone. <laughs> I was going to promote him today, and then he does something like that. I yeah. mentioned congratulations <laughs> to Albert. I even mentioned the judge because I do have an affinity for those guys. In the pinstripes, okay. I can't mention the names. Ron kills me every time, uh, but um you know we didn't mention him. Uh, Andrew, you're asleep, so back to six feet under. Yeah, let's maybe get the, get some
6: stuff to clean your ears out, buddy. Yeah, but Whoa. what's up? what's that? What's up with that? Anyway, but it's all
2: good. <laughs> all right, so let me, let me. I want to go to Ron here. Um no, Ron, you okay. were on the Helena this week we were we had a great
6: little trip Uh, you know uh, once again it's uh, the fish uh, decided that they were going to take an afternoon off so but Mm -hmm. we did get into them uh, at the last stop and and like like everybody says it just takes that one patty and the key was light line Mm -hmm. fast moving bait small Mm -hmm. hook and if your bait if you don't get bit within 30 seconds change your bait Okay.
2: Now, uh, Ron, we're in a unique time. It's it's October, and um, there's a lot of stuff there, yeah. going on. Can you please let people know? We have a, a few trips, not a lot left, but some major trips. So let's start with the next one that's coming out, which would be our two-and-a-half-day trip. Yep. On the El Dorado that will be filmed for television. That's right. It's, your it's chance. a limited load. How many? <clears throat> We're taking 25. twenty-five. Well, actually, but that includes four people well, includes, of our crew. Yeah, it also so, includes John, who films. Right, so he does twenty-one people. So basically, it's twenty-one people. Okay, on the El Dorado, two and a half day. Uh, all the meals are included, right? No, no. Okay, uh, but. What's the price on that? It's only six twenty-five. Okay, and right now, that
6: if you look at any two and a half day out there, they're eight, well over eight hundred dollars. Right. So, um,
2: but we're filming. But we're it filming for TV, and right. it's a limited load. And it's the El Dorado. We have a few spots left. I know we don't have a lot of this. I'm letting you know now. Yep. We um, did get a good report. He's looking for the Dorado, however. Have, um,
6: yeah, we still yeah. have, uh, what, four weeks before we leave? Yeah, but, but here's weeks. the
2: point. He, he's targeting whatever is biting. Exactly. I he, like that. They're not just going, oh, we're going to the island. They're targeting whatever is biting. So he had to switch. He looks for the Dorado. It doesn't find it. Hits into the... Islands are landing the and big And he got yellows. into a 40 yellowtail,
6: and they were pretty big. decent fish. And uh, They're over
2: 30. Yes, so. and
6: we, we're, we're talking about two and a half days. So I imagine, you know, October is a great time to go fishing. The weather is usually just fantastic. Uh, you, plus, we're filming it at your uh, five seconds of fa- uh, fame.
2: Fifteen minutes, but uh, the <laughs> show's right. only 30. Right. It's only so. 30, so.
6: So, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we do have some spots. I yeah, uh, I had a group of uh, five guys cancel because, uh, unfortunately, and, and Mike, I'm so sorry that your son passed
2: away. Yeah, that's sad here. But,
6: but, uh, so, we do have five spots We do available. have five spots.
2: So, here's the deal. What is the phone number to get a hold of you?
6: Area code 714-969-9750. One more time. 714-969-9750.
2: Or go to anglerchronicles.com and go where? Which tab?
6: We're going to the AC Schools.
2: AC School, there's a little tab there. Hit that. A- hit and that. It'll come up and it'll tell you exactly. We leave on Sunday the 23rd. We would be returning on, on the, the 26th. Night. No, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, to I the 19th. Mean, to the 19th. Well, we're going to be a long trip. We're leaving on 16th, right. and we'll I, return. I, I was off. Okay, right. You so, were looking at the Ocean Odyssey. Right, so September, <sighs> I mean, October 16th through the 19th. <laughs> right. The following week, we've got some other trips, but I know we've got to go to break, but I must mention real quick, we have back-to-back Ocean Odyssey trips. Now, the second one, which is the 26th through the 20th, to the twenty eighth, it is sold out. Okay, however, we've added a new one. There are some spots available, October twenty third to the twenty fifth. Okay, um, we get leave uh, Sunday evening and come back uh, Tuesday morning. And you, Ron, you we come back and then go out. <laughs> but that one, who do they call?
6: They call actually. They call Dina uh-huh. at area code six one nine. 889-4535 uh, don't call her now wait until like 9 o'clock in the morning and or you can go online at Mm-hmm. and you can book it online as well and that way you don't have to talk with anybody but there are some spots and I, I just one thing guys don't wait and you know every, I, I anticipate that the tuna will still be here mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't look like any time they're going to be slowing down and we are going to be out there so and then we come back
2: all right but you know i'm and i love we we love the ocean odyssey but what i'd like to do is nobody knows that boat better than captain rick scott he hear of it? the ocean well you know what it's like a dinner call okay we mentioned the ocean odyssey and he hears it <laughs> you know he has that sonar he's got all that stuff going on so good morning captain rick scotty i hope i did okay
8: my
6: ears
8: were burning. I knew something was
2: going on. No, no no, no, no! Something was going on when we saw that uh, tuna being caught on that little—that's uh, <laughs> yeah, little right. Yeah. Okay, what pound yeah. test? Good out morning. of curiosity, what pound test? Um, I put I
8: think twelve pound Spectra on
2: okay. it. Okay. <laughs> hey, you're not—you're uh, you, not on the boat, are you? I
8: am on the boat.
2: Oh, you are very good, very good. Listen, because it's I got it. Yeah, I know, I know, but let me, let me make sure. Uh, Howard, how much time do we have before we got to go break? We've got a minute to go. So um, I, what, I want to give you more time, okay? So when we come back I'm from right the...
8: I'm here. I'm here for
2: you. Okay, so you're on the boat. What area, what general area are you in?
8: Um, in, in between, actually we're above San Nicolas Island now and outside Santa Barbara Island.
2: Are you going to albacore fishing with that? What are you doing up there?
8: <laughs> wow. Bluefin fishing there's bluefin up here. We haven't been very successful, but we're trying.
2: How we're long here. does it take for you to get to where you are?
8: um it's not, we're well it took us about nine hours the other day, but we're a little bit farther from home now.
2: hmm yeah, um, you are
8: so we're uh let's see here how far are we from home right now? waypoints. we are. Uh, 118 miles from home.
2: Okay, now I, now I just want to point this out why we love the ocean, honestly, why we love Rick. The man comes out of San Diego. What other boats do you know is fishing Santa Barbara? That's crazy. Hey, Rick, I got to go to commercial. Okay. Stay, stay put, and we'll come and get all your information. Brad, thank you for calling back in. We'll get you to you to as well. This is Angels Radio, AM 830K, Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. You're on Angels Radio, AMA 30KLA. This is Angler Chronicles, and as we went to uh, break, we're talking with Captain Rick Scott, who's aboard the Ocean Odyssey. Uh, Rick, you're up north pretty far looking for those bluefin. Uh, tell us what's going on.
8: Um,
2: well, it's been
8: up until last night, there was a really good night fight, but I guess I came up here and shut that down. We, we <laughs> oh. caught one, though.
2: Uh-huh.
8: And... Uh, how big are supposedly we talking? Some Dorado. Uh, we caught uh, one that, that uh, is estimated to be 199 pounds. That's a small one.
2: <laughs> Two, 200, yeah. Small one. Okay, go ahead. And uh, there's
8: supposedly some Dorado up here somewhere. So we, uh, we left uh, where the bluefin were last night because they weren't biting. And we're up in an area here, and we're going to see if we can find where these Dorado are. There's supposed to be a bunch of them on kelps, mm-hmm. and uh, see if that's true.
2: Very good. Uh, I'm afraid that you're in the Santa Barbara area, and I know you and rockfish. Are you going to try one of those spots? Yeah. Worst comes to worst?
8: Um, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens with this. We have a charter on here today, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. They're all sleeping right now. We kept them up all night long. I, in fact, I, I went to bed at like 3.30 this morning. So wow. And somehow I woke up this morning for you guys, and here I am. But yeah. uh, no, I don't think we're going to end up doing that. So we're going to keep it offshore. We're mm-hmm. going to see if these grotto over here, those blue are a little bit south yeah, where we're well, at now. So we'll see if we can get on those tonight before we go home again.
2: Okay, so we were talking about uh, we added an, a trip with you, and we we have our trip that leaves uh, Wednesday the 26th through the 28th of October. That one's already sold out. But now we are going to, we added one where we leave the 23rd uh, and we come back on the 25th in the morning, another day and a half. Uh, Ron, where do they go to that? They, they go to uh, Ocean Odyssey Sport Fishing. OceanOdysseyFishing.com. Uh, that's right, Ocean Odyssey
6: uh, and yeah And they <laughs> call, uh, you know, I'm sorry, you corrected me. You call 619-889-4535, mm-hmm. but not right now.
2: Well, not. Uh, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I, I'm so tired; I
8: probably wouldn't have
2: got it right. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to be with with you for an entire week, the 23rd through the 28th. So, Ugh. I know we. That's what I, I said. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I I, I made some. I'll bring my music out really loud, so you can't talk to your crew, and um, it'll be fun.
6: That's okay. I hope he has hot water.
2: Bring,
8: bring the bring the polka. Okay, we'll put polka on I'll there, put, I'll absolutely.
2: Put, I'll put some polka music on there, okay? We, we could get a conga line and go around the boat. That would be funny. <laughs> there <laughs> we go. All right, but anyway, so uh, we, we folks, I just want to let you know, everybody says to us, we want to go fishing with you on the Ocean Odyssey when you guys are there. Okay, we always sell out. There's a few spots available on this trip. We just had I haven't posted it yet, so if you're listening and you want to get on it, this is the time. We leave Sunday, October the 23rd, and we get back on Tuesday in the morning on the 25th. Okay, it's a day and a half on the Ocean Odyssey, and you want to get a hold of Dina at OceanOdysseyFishing.com. You can book online, get it done, get it over with. Okay, but it's a fantastic trip, We're just you and I are going to be back-to-back okay and um i know ben's coming on the second one 26 through the 28th so is Rhonda. okay so is uh, john and i may even have john come the previous one as well okay maybe we can do john the whole week i don't think he'll do it but we'll try okay get all the footage that we can so anyway these things uh will be somewhat televised so if you want to be on tv that's the time to go okay so uh anything else you want to add there mr ocean odyssey rick scott
8: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about tackle. So guys are bugging us about what to bring for tackle. As you know, we are switching it up Mm -hmm. Um, every trip. We're fishing Dorado one trip. We're fishing yellowfin and Dorado the next trip. We're fishing bluefin the next trip. So you just have to bear with us here. Be prepared. Um, I try to get the posts out either the night before or early in the morning before people leave their houses. Um, Of course, if we're going to fish that Dorado, uh, or the yellow fin, you're going to want your 25, 30 pound test. Um, that's working great, two odd hooks. And then uh, if we go to, for the blue fin, you're going to, you're going to want a, probably a 30, 40 pound setup with fluorocarbon and uh, at least uh, 80 pound. We'd like to see 100 or 130 pound on those, uh, those fish. We did catch that fish last night on one of our nice uh, 80 pound rent rods here, the uh, Fishing Syndicate, the FSC 800. The heavies mm-hmm. and that, uh, the, the accurate Boss 600, so they work, they work great. They work great on those fish, and uh, so we we have a few of those for rent on the boat, um, and we also have uh, 30 or 40 pound test rods for rent on the boat, also.
2: So you're ready to go, and and that's the key. Be ready, and I'm sure we'll get. Uh i'll ask him right now steve if you can go ahead and post your five rods that you must leave home without you you cannot leave home without uh, you do a very good job on that every line class is taken care of in five rods and then if you need something bigger or you want to add something you can like um, for me it'd be six rods because i have to have a bass rod in that in that mix okay Sorry. but rick uh, yeah, yeah tackle is key i mean um, you check with uh with with uh, dina Cause you can tell you what, what you guys are going to be targeting that next trip. Uh, for us, I think we always leave it up to you. We never. You want to go south, we go south. You want to go north, we go north. You want to go straight out, we go straight out. We, we, we never argue with you. We just go. You tell us what's biting, right. we go. So for us, what we'll do is, Ron, when we get closer to it, we'll, we'll put out a statement. However, we need to be a little more precise. We did that a couple of years ago. We did a back-to-back, you and I. We went fishing, and everything was light line. Okay, yeah, we, we don't need anything over 25. Just make sure you got 15 to 30 covered, remember? Yeah. So we call everybody on the trip on the next trip, and we get into the bigger tuna. Now, they were that was Rick's idea, by the that way. Was, yeah. it was, yeah. you know, but, that
3: was,
2: Yeah, but think about this. We, well,
6: everybody we, took it literally. All they brought
2: was 25. <laughs> right, but think about this. All the all the fish were 60 to 80 pounds, <laughs> and we landed them, but yeah. we got Bit Like no tomorrow because we everybody was using light line. It took a little bit longer. We saw uh, Daiwa reels completely fail. Okay lose their their drag system completely I mean, it was the craziest stuff I saw but so much fun So but be prepared and I'm glad you brought that up Rick. You have to be prepared right now you need a 15 pound setup for these finicky Dorado and you need a 100 to 150 pounds set up for the big bluefin and everything in between. I would, I would tell right, you... But with,
8: those, with, that, with those heavy rods for the knife fishing, you're going to need some, I would say, knife jigs. They, they seem to be working good. Knife jigs or the SK jigs are working really good. Mm-hmm. Um, 180 gram to 400 gram. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we left, it was smaller fish that were biting, so we uh, opted to uh, tie on the smaller jigs. And of course, the big fish showed up. So you're gonna also want the, the heavier jigs for those big fish. You, just, you got to be prepared then. Yeah, the Don't only bring thing just one because
2: yeah, one the only th-
8: and your, your jig is gone. So bring a couple of each.
2: The only thing I would recommend on the jigs, um, any brand that you feel comfortable with, uh, make sure they're um, the hooks. Okay, sometimes the factory hooks are really bad. Uh, get some owner. Um, what do they call those? Monster replacement. Replacement hooks. Okay. Get some of those. They're good. Um,
4: Owner rings also,
2: sir. Right. Owner rings. Exactly. Okay. It's really strong stuff for these bigger fish. And then the other thing I would add, make sure it glows in the dark. Okay. They love that. Uh, some are completely glow in the dark. Some other ones have stripes. Whatever suits your fancy. Try to get one that glows in the dark, and you can do one or two things. Uh, you can put them up to the lights, but let me let me just say this: it is metal, it is heavy, and if it rocks and it hits the light, you're going to take out the light. I've seen that happen. So what you want to do is they make a little um, almost like a little flashlight that activates them real real bi- real fast and real strong. I would just invest in one of those and get it over with. Okay, but tackle is key. I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, Rick.
8: Yeah, so we had a company that chartered the boat that sells lighting equipment, like your side lighting and stuff like that. Uh-huh. One of their customers made it, made a little box where it slid six jigs in with a light inside of it. So when they wound up, they just slide their jig in this little box with the light already on, leave it in there for a minute, pull it out, and drop it in the water. It's pretty cool. cool.
2: All cool right. thing. So now you have People that on, are they leaving it on the boat for you? No, they took
8: it with them, of course. They didn't leave it here for us.
2: Okay. Well, what, what kind of a tip is that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you could really have used that. Okay, you put it out yeah, there and everybody would just go in and light it I just, you know, light them up. because It only takes a few seconds. But anyway, okay, what's the information, uh, Rick, for getting on the Ocean Odyssey?
8: OceanOdysseyFishing.com, of course, like Ron said. Let me see if I get the phone number right. Six one nine eight eight nine four five three five, and Dino will take your calls. And you know that that glow in the dark. If you can't find glow in the dark, get what you can. I don't. What I've seen, it it, it doesn't matter the color of the jigs. The most important thing is to be in the column of water where the fish are. So mark your line. Uh, put colored uh, uh, specter on there so you know how far down you are. Because if you don't know how far down you are you're gonna have a very hard time staying in that column, the water column where the fish are. That's the most important thing, is to be having that jig in the water column where the fish are.
2: You know what, I didn't mark uh, the line, so what I had when we went out with uh, Rhonda, I had Rhonda stand at the stern, and I pulled line, walked all the way to the bow, that's 85 feet, and came back, so we we meant we we measured eighty five feet at a time. But listen, before you go, Rick, I need to go to line three, okay? And somebody wants to say uh, thanks to Rick Scott was on a trip on his boat. Go ahead, Brett. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Rick, it's Brett Edmondson. How are you? Good morning, Brett.
0: Good, how are you? Hey, it's fun. I'm well, thanks. I wanted to thank you for the trip this uh, Monday and Tuesday. What a great time. And I got to tell you guys, everybody listening out there, if you ever want to take your lady fishing, that is the boat to take them on. My wife, Michelle, went solo lady angler. Well, Kristen the cook was there to keep her company. But they took such good care of her, and she had so much fun. She's still recovering. (laughs) Her arms are about falling off.
2: Well, you know, I don't know if you saw the last episode we did did with the ocean. I see it just aired a couple weeks ago. Rhonda said something on, on on the air, she goes, what she loved about the Ocean Odyssey, and something we take for granted, is how clean the bathrooms are. She said it's so important that the bathrooms are clean, and you guys are cleaning those bathrooms every, what, on the hour, to every two hours at least? Okay, it's the only boat that uh, I've seen, yeah, yeah you got a little schedule. So that's great. All right, I got less than a minute to go. Brett, thank you for calling in and talking to uh, Rick. Uh, Rick, one more time. Ocean Odyssey, how do people get a hold of it to book a trip?
8: OceanOdysseyFishing.com <laughs> or
2: 619-889-4535. Excellent. All day long. All right, Rick, go get them. Get some pictures for me, okay? You got it. All right, brother. Everybody
8: have a great
2: weekend. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Thanks, Rick. All right, and Brett, we lost Brett. Okay, no worries. But let me go uh we got less than a minute, right? But let me let me go to Br- Brad real quick and say, uh good morning, Brad.
8: Hey, it's actually Tanner from
2: the Helena. Oh Tanner. Okay. Wow. I don't know what we had Close Brett enough. In. All right. Tanner, you've been talking about the trip that you get went out with um Ron here. So uh really quick, you got about thirty seconds. Go for it.
8: Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a tougher day. There's not as much uh, volume of fish out there. We're finding kelps with only 5 to 10 fish, but we ended that one with a pretty good kelp. We just we ran out of time and bait, but we were able to pull 5 off of it, and it was fun. Everybody everybody was really stoked that we went out there and gave it a shot, and it was uh, ended up being a good day. I think everybody walked off the boat pretty
6: yeah, I, I agree. Um, Tanner worked really hard. Uh, you know, and, and I don't sure everybody knows Tanner, a young man really. You know what? I'm impressed. And get out there on the Helena. You know, he he does everything to do, uh, and really tries to find the fish. And he's always put us on the fish. So thank you, Bud.
8: Thank you. I appreciate it. And yeah, I might lose service here real quick. But if anybody's interested, you can go to uh, com. And you'd be able to book uh, through them. You just look for Charter Boat Helena and uh, call them and talk to Manny. And Manny's great. He'll well, actually,
2: Tanner, up. are you on the boat right now? Yes, I am. Okay. Can you hold? i got to go to break and we'll come back and we'll get the rest of the details from you.
4: Okay, yeah, I'll hold them.
2: All right, let's do that. Angels Radio, AM830, KLA, Angler Chronicles. will be right back.
6: Radio.
5: AM 830.
6: Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill
0: He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio,
2: AM
5: 830.
2: Welcome back, everybody on Angels Radio, AMA thirty KLA. This is the Angler Chronicles, and uh, let me go back to Tanner here before. I, got, I wish I would have known that it says Brad here, but Tanner. Um, one of the problems that we're having is every time you guys go out, I'm I'm being pulled out. I need to be on your boat. That is such a fun boat, the Helena to fish. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, we we have a great crew that tries
8: to be really personable and treat everybody really nice while also doing our job at the same time. Um, Sometimes it's hard to kind of fill that gap, but I feel like we do a good job and you know, it's a real quiet boat, the fish love to stick to us, and really allows us to make the most of our fishing time.
2: We've had some great trips on the boat, I love the fact it's a little smaller, it takes a lot less people. Um, I love your uh, galley cook. It's fantastic. And you're right. The crew is uh, great. So let, how do people get um, a hold of you, the Helena, uh, to book a trip?
8: So we run everything through Dana Wharf Sportfishing. Um, so you can go to their website, uh, I believe, Dana Wharf Um I don't have the phone number on hand right now, but they'll have all that information on there. And you'll call and talk to Manny. Manny does all of our booking, um, and he's really good. Well, let us know if you guys have any special requests, if you guys need special, some special beer on the boat or any other thing, um, we get that done. And I actually have the number for you now. It's 888-224-0603.
2: Excellent. I hope everybody got that, okay. Um So, I mean, if you want to go fish with, with Tanner, and we've had, like I said, a great time every time we've gone. I just wish it it will always coincides with something. I mean, this time I've been pulled uh, uh, Sacramento a, a few times, but it, it's always a pleasure to fish with you and that boat. So, you got Ron in the meantime, and Ron does a great job. So, it's all good. It's all good. Tanner? Thank you, my friend. And, uh, Ron, you want any parting words?
6: Yeah, keep it up, young man. And don't – sorry for keeping you on hold for so long, but we had the wrong name. And and, and we don't do that on purpose to anybody. But um, you know what? Just keep it up and uh, look forward to next year. Uh, But, you guys, they run a lot of great trips on that boat. Get out there. And uh, let us know when you're going to pull out
2: of the water, okay? Okay, will do. All right, Tanner, go go nail him, bud.
8: Okay, thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it.
2: All right. Well, listen, we've got about three minutes left in the entire show. I can't believe that's happening. So let me just brush on this real quick. Come fishing with us, okay? The party will start on the 15th. October 15th, we'll be partying mariachi-style in Lake Elsinore at the Storm Stadium. Then on the 16th, we have a -a two-and-a-half-day trip with Spots Rarity. Spots available the 16th through the 19th. You call Ron. It's uh, 714-969-9750. Or just go to anglerchronicles.com. Look at AC Schools. The tab will come down. The phone number's there. Two and a half day that will be filmed. Okay? Everybody has. Yo, you're filming this one. Well, I'm filming that one. I'm letting you know ahead of time. And I usually don't tell people. All right. And then the week after that, from the 23rd to the 25th, we've added a day and a half on the Ocean Odyssey, okay, you want to reach Dina on that one. Go to OceanOdysseyFishing.com, and you'll get that. Also want to let everybody know that uh, Ron and I, we're going to be in uh, East Cape here in a week. Hopefully the hurricanes don't get us, okay? And um, just want to wish everybody a, a great week and say thank you to everybody. That's all the world wishes. Uh, believe me, I hear them. I read them. Okay, um, that I received for you know my dad, so I appreciate that. And as as you can tell, he's very. Both my parents are very important to me. I love them very much. So, having said that, (laughs) okay, uh, Ron, we got some schools coming up. We uh, everybody I point to. Steve Carson posted on Friends of Angler Chronicles the five rods you cannot leave home without right now. So go and look at it. Carson, thank you so much for uh, putting that up.
4: Well, I, I'm, I'm happy to do it, Sergio. The thing is, is people uh, may naysay a list of five rods, but the, the thing is, on any given trip that you go out on, you're probably are only going to use two of the five. But the problem is, Before you leave the dock, you don't know which two. You don't know until you get out there. That's right. And if you you bring, uh, as Rick mentioned, if you bring the 25- and 30-pound gear and the 150- to 200-pound tuna show up, you're out of luck. Well, or um, the rarity, sure,
2: or the rarity happens, which happened to me on the last trip. I took Ronda with me. We went. We had fourteen rods between Rhonda and I, and that's because you know we were trying out the brand new fishing syndicate line, the all black line. It's fantastic. <coughs> it's fan- so I go and ryan and I spent, I don't know some time at Turner's getting fresh line, and we went. Ronda went through what six of them? Yeah. Six reels. <laughs> and they all need re- line and now. all need line again. <laughs> okay, so anyway, we got about 30 seconds left. Um Andrew, back to the hole oh, yeah. you go. Back to the hole you go because you didn't know about the 700. And uh, okay. Tony's
3: just above you now. Tony dropped a few. But, yeah, Tony,
2: you got t- something to t- say. Oh, oh to say? yeah, thank
3: you. Yeah, right. we have a kids fishing event coming up October 22nd. That's going to be at Tri-City Park. Need some volunteers. We'll post uh, some more information on Angler Chronicles, Friends of Angler Chronicles, and the Bite On Fishing page. Hope to see you guys out there. Fi- help these kids get fishing and hooked up for the first time. Uh, the Bite On Fishing Company will be helping supply the mackerel and the bait for the kids to catch. And it's gonna be it's gonna be off the wall. So it's gonna be good.
2: Off the wall. Off or the fishing off the hook, wall in off the lake. The hook, in the lake. In the lake. It's gonna be in the lake. I like that. <laughs> All right, uh, Carson. Any last minute uh, announcements?
4: Uh, now let's just go out. The season's almost over and some people's fine, but it really isn't. They're going to keep on biting. Get fresh line. Get yeah. fresh line. Fresh get line. fresh line.
2: All right, guys. Uh, Ron, Tony, Andrew, Steve Carson, thank you for holding the fort while I was away. we back. We we're going to make this happen. Welcome back. Have a great week, everybody. Angular Chronicles, we're out.
1: For this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country.
2: We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.